Welcome to Love in Life, a guide to a positive mindset. My aim is to show you that the key to a happier and more positive mind is to love the life you have. We'll look at tips and tools you can use to improve your mindset. And the best thing is, we'll all be on this journey together. Hello, welcome back to Love in Life. It's um, been two weeks since I've recorded an episode and oh it does feel very strange actually feels like I've been gone for ages I hope you're okay thanks so much for bearing with me as I mentioned in my previous episode I was on a training course last week which was for three days up in Manchester and well I honestly had the time of my life in terms of I learned so much. Um, There's a reason why I've signed up to this course that I'm doing. I really feel that it will benefit not just myself, but benefit others as well. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for, for your patience. So the training course that I was on, I'll go into a bit more detail later on, but I really feel like I stepped into a different energy for those three days, particularly on the the last of the three days. And it really just was so eye-opening for me and so beneficial. And if you think about it, it was only a few weeks ago that I was really nervous about um, my first solo trip when I went to London on the podcasting exhibition and I really feel that that was preparation for me for for this um, because only what two three weeks later I'm then away from my family again and I'm really I really feel that I'm doing something for myself other parents out there will know exactly what I mean by that it's getting quite deep already but you do just put your life on hold really when you have children and I really finally feel that I'm I'm just ready to step into whatever is meant for me next which I truly believe the course I've signed up to is just that So I guess I should tell you a bit about it, really. So it's called Belief Coding. You may or may not not have heard about it because it's only, it's less than two years old. And it's a new healing modality that is based on the principles of um, many other, how can I say, energetic, I guess, um, or psychological... um, frameworks such as Reiki, such as um, NLP, which is um, neuro-linguistic pathways, basically how your brain works, Um, meditation, all of that kind of thing. And it it basically takes a lot of the, the principles from all of those different modalities and is um, a new modality that uses all of that But what it does is it helps you get into your subconscious and 
it helps you see where um, you have trapped emotions around different events, different experiences that have happened in your life. We can then use this knowledge, use your subconscious to then tap into um, old, heal old limiting beliefs and create some new beliefs, which can basically change your life. So today, I just want to talk to you a little bit more about the subconscious. It's something that um, I think I might have, I think I remember talking about it when a few months back, I really started getting interested in the subconscious mind. And it's just something that spiraled from there, hence why I've come across this um, this new modality that I'm now being trained in. And well, the subconscious is, it's just mind blowing. So let's go into that a little bit first. In fact, first of all, let's go into the conscious mind because the conscious mind is the part of our um, mind that we are actually aware of. So any thoughts that you have, anything that um, that you speak, any memories that you have um, that you can think of, anything that you're actually aware of, that is your conscious mind. And you might be surprised to know, you may already know this, you may not, but you may be surprised to know that our conscious mind, so the part of our brain that we're actually aware of, is only 5% of our brain. 5%. So that means that the other part that we're not aware of accounts for 95% of our thinking. So this is what we know as the subconscious mind. And you may have seen the picture in the past. Um, It's based on Freud's explanation of the conscious and the subconscious mind. But it's it's quite often compared to an iceberg. So the tip of the iceberg, which is the small percentage that is showing above the water, is your conscious mind. And then you have this massive mound underneath the surface that you cannot see, which is our subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is the part of our brains which um, controls the things that we don't even need to think about. So it's what makes us carry on breathing when we're asleep. It's what makes our bodies um, digest food. It's the part of our bodies that tells us we're hungry. It's what makes us function in the ways that we don't need to think about. So a good example of this actually is, you know, when you're driving sometimes and you're a little bit tired and all of a sudden you've been driving for 10 minutes and you think, fuck, how did I get from there to there? How did I get from A to B? You can't even remember it, but your subconscious mind knows that journey it's usually a journey that you do over and over again your subconscious mind just takes over also you know once we learn how to drive you don't even need to think about how to change gear if you don't drive an automatic um you don't need to change uh, even think about how you change gear you don't even your foot automatically goes down on the clutch when you need to change gear you don't even think about it that is how how our subconscious minds work. But in our subconscious minds, every single 
memory, every single event is stored in our subconscious minds. So it recalls information. It remembers information that you have completely forgotten about, but it's still there. Obviously, our conscious mind, so you know, the conscious thoughts that we're actually aware of can't possibly cope with remembering every single little bit of information that we've picked up in our lifetime. So it's actually quite helpful to have our subconscious, which stores all this information for us. However, as well as being our best friend for this reason, our subconscious mind can also be our worst enemy. Our subconscious mind is the part of our mind that is to blame for all the limiting beliefs we have. All those niggly thoughts that tell us, you can't do that, you're not safe doing that, you can't possibly do that, who are you to think you can do that? And let me tell you how. So, The main job of our subconscious is to keep us safe. And it does this by creating emotional responses to anything that happens to us. So any any experiences, good or bad, it stores this emotional response that we felt at that time. And then it stores it for us. We don't need to think about it in our conscious minds. But then when a similar situation arises, the job of our subconscious is to remind us of how we felt when we experienced this similar situation in the past. It wants to keep us safe. It wants to keep us safe from getting hurt again, from getting upset again. And I think I spoke about this in one of my very early episodes, uh, which is called something about cavemen we're all cavemen something like that and it's basically this is um, relates back to our fight or flight response so our fight or flight response was absolutely essential for our ancestors back in the day when they were running away from saber-toothed tigers for example they had to keep safe. They had to make quick decisions without even thinking about it to stay alive. So if you want to hear a little bit more about that, then go back to um, my earlier episode called something about cavemen. So how does that create limiting beliefs? Well, when we are in When we experience moments of trauma, and I think a lot of people misinterpret the word trauma, a lot of people think, you know, it's a life or death situation. But trauma is any experience which creates a negative emotion. Because as I've explained, our subconscious stores that negative emotion that is attached to that experience. And Because our subconscious job is to keep us safe, it it creates beliefs that are going to keep us safe from being in that situation again. So however big or small your trauma may seem at the time, 
and obviously big um, traumatic events are things like um, divorce or your parents divorcing, sexual abuse, any abuse of any sort. Those are big traumatic events. Smaller traumatic events are things like falling over and hurting yourself when you're a child. It's things like being laughed at. It's things like being left out or not having any friends in the playground. Those events might seem really small, but your subconscious wants to keep you safe from feeling those emotions again. So when you are potentially facing those experiences or um, if you have an idea and you could potentially be putting yourself in a position where you might experience that again, your subconscious will remind you how you felt at that time. And that is what your limiting beliefs are. Your limiting beliefs are you're going to get laughed at. Your limiting beliefs are you're stupid. Who are you to do that? No one's going to like you. Everyone's going to laugh at you. You can't earn that much. You don't deserve that. You know, it's annoying, but it means well. Your subconscious, it can be a bit like your best friend who's really negative and reminding you of everything that can go wrong. It's your best friend because it's the part of us that makes you swerve away from the cat that jumps in front of you when you're driving the car. It's your least best friend, your worst friend, because it's reminding you of all the stupid shit that's happened in the past, which isn't relevant anymore, but it's trying to keep you safe. So when your body has, sorry, when you have experienced um, a traumatic event, however big or small that trauma is, it holds on to the emotion that you felt at that time. So as long as that trauma is still in your body, as long as that trauma is still in your mind, which it will be if it's in your subconscious and you won't necessarily know about it, that emotion that you felt at that time will get trapped. And then every time you come across a similar situation in the future, your subconscious will remind you of that emotion and keep you in your comfort zone. Because your subconscious only knows about what experiences you have felt in the past. It knows every single experience you've um, experienced in the past. Every single event that you've experienced, your subconscious knows about it. It doesn't know what's outside of your comfort zone. It doesn't know what you could potentially achieve. But every every time you try and step out of your comfort zone your subconscious will then trigger these old emotions that are trapped and it will remind you of how you felt at that time. And most of the time, this leads to us keeping small, staying in our comfort zone, not pushing our boundaries. Is this all making sense? I hope it's all making sense. Even small things that may have happened before you even can remember anything so something that somebody said to you when you were a very very small child 
will be imprinted in your subconscious. So if a parent or a teacher has said something along the lines of, don't be silly, stop crying, you know, things along those lines that make that person's life easier at that time, you know, that's not their fault. They are trying to keep things safe for them as well. But those things are then stored in your subconscious. And this thought, as a parent, is bloody scary because, of course, there's going to be times when I've said to my kids, don't be silly. Of course, there's going to be times when I've said, get up, brush yourself off, get on with it. So that does scare me. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. But that's okay. So I think the main thing to remember that anybody not necessarily anybody, because obviously in some circumstances, people have meant to upset you or have meant to harm you. Um, But in most circumstances, people haven't meant any harm. People haven't meant for you to hold on to those emotions. Because I think, you know, one thing I found when, particularly when I started seeing my coach, I found it really difficult to even consider looking into times when I was a kid and people might have said things you know limiting beliefs might have come from something that happened in my childhood because in my head I had a bloody amazing childhood I absolutely have such fond memories of being a kid Um, but of course of course there's things that my parents would have said to me that have caused my limiting beliefs Just like I said, there's bound to be things that I've said to my kids that have caused them to have limiting beliefs. I can't remember what my point was going to be here. Oh yeah. Um, A really healthy way to look at most limiting beliefs or where most limiting beliefs have come from is with an attitude of forgiveness or understanding Um, It's not necessarily to blame other people for putting those negative beliefs there in the first place. I think that's the point I wanted to make. Like, I find it really difficult with my coach because I didn't want to go down the route of blaming my parents for saying things um, that have upset me in the past. Um, But we all do it. The thing I've always struggled with is you know what your limiting beliefs are. Most of us know what our limiting beliefs are once you start being more aware of it. Sometimes we know where they've come from. Sometimes we think we know where they've come from. And we also know what we want to believe or what we want to achieve. And we know that to achieve that, we have to change our limiting beliefs. And you know, I've talked a lot about affirmations in the past. And whilst I'm, you know, I'm not saying they don't work because they do work. If they're repeated often enough over time, you know, um, particularly with subliminals, like when you don't realise they're actually going in. But the, the thing for me is like, how do you change those beliefs? It's all very well knowing what you want your new belief to be, but how do you change your beliefs? And that is what I find so fascinating with this new um, healing 
modality that I'm training for. And oh my God, I just can't wait to put it into practice. It allows us to work out which emotion is attached to different memories that we have. Um, It allows us to access the subconscious or what the subconscious is ready to show us, what memories we have stored in there that we might not necessarily have remembered up until this point. But it allows us to see the emotion that's trapped alongside that memory. And it allows us to um, kind of finish off the cycle. It allows us to release that trapped emotion. So is then that trauma, whilst it's always going to be there, but you can move on from it. You can move forward from it and take away your limiting beliefs. But isn't our subconscious a funny old thing? Like it's trying to keep us safe, but it's trying to keep us small It's trying to keep us within our comfort zone. But at the end of the day, we couldn't live without it. We wouldn't be able to breathe. We wouldn't be able to sleep. We wouldn't be able to function. So we have to work with it. Do you know, something I find amazing is that if you think about it, none of us are born with limiting beliefs. No babies are born with limiting beliefs. If you watch a baby who is learning to eat or learning to sit up, learning to crawl, learning to walk, all those things that babies learn to do or children learn to do in their early years, they don't think, I can't do that because I might fall. I can't do that because I might choke. They don't have those limiting beliefs. Their subconscious is still learning from their environment. And did you know that from birth up to seven years old is obviously when we do the most learning. So most of our limiting beliefs are actually built on those early years And it doesn't necessarily need to be from um, things that go wrong or things that we're told. Obviously, it comes from that. But it's also they come from observing other people as well. And that's why limiting beliefs are sometimes not necessarily what's learnt from direct um, experiences, but also they can be generational as well if... um, if somebody between the ages of 0 to 7 in particular, even later, but in particular at that age, if they see somebody um, suffering or reacting in a certain way, then limiting beliefs will be formed on the basis of how that person deals with it or how it's affecting that person, which is a little bit scary. Now my kids are 14 and 12, but there we go. But yeah, most core beliefs are formed by the age of seven and that's why. So yeah, the subconscious is absolutely fascinating. And if you're open-minded to um, tapping into your subconscious, then you literally can't be held back by anything. So if you want to know more, please do feel free to ask me any questions 
And as I always say, I am by no means an expert on the subconscious, but I am absolutely obsessed at the moment with finding out how it works and what it does for us. Just before I go, this week I just want to say thank you to anyone from Liverpool who listens to me. Um, Every week I love to just mention listeners from a particular area, wherever they are in the world. And this week I just want to send huge thanks. Obviously my thanks always go out to everybody, but in particular this week to my listeners in Liverpool. So hello, hope you're well and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And wherever you are, if you have enjoyed this episode, then please, why don't you head over to wherever you listen to me, whether it's um, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen, and just leave me a lovely review. A, A review always goes down well. I always appreciate it. Even if you're on Spotify, I know you can't leave a review, but five stars just makes my day. Every single review or feedback makes my day. So thank you so much for all of those who have taken the time to do that. If not, what are you waiting for? Sorry, that was a shit accent then, wasn't it? I would have done my Liverpool accent, but I don't want to embarrass myself. Apparently, I do quite good accents apart from Australian. I cannot do the Australian accent for shit. Um, But yeah, I'm not going to embarrass myself any more than I already do. Right, that's it from me this week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you've learned a lot about the subconscious. Let me know if you've got any questions. Usual link is in the show notes and I will speak to you in two weeks time. I'm going to do them every fortnight from now on just because I've got so much training to do to get my accreditation. I need to um, put lots of time into that. And I don't want the podcast to suffer. So every other week. So in two weeks time, I will speak to you then. And I will be celebrating my one year anniversary. See you then. Bye.